if you're disappointed because we're not going to talk about the National Hockey League, we're sorry. Don't be. It's the Pro Shot Hockey Show, Junior Edition. Monday morning. Not everybody's enjoying it. I know that I haven't had my cup of coffee yet, so I'm uh, a little bit cranky. Just kidding. It's Cameron Capobianco and Tyler Raines here for the Junior Hockey Show, the first one that we've done in quite a while. So, Cam, how you feeling this morning, buddy? Oh, you know, feeling pretty good. I was over at the uh, Oakville Blades games this weekend, watching a little bit of those uh, junior hockey games, you know, Junior AOJHL, defending Buckland Cup champions. Felt yeah, pretty good. Yeah. We know it, uh, it ain't Markham, so you know at least, at least you're not the at least you're not the Waxers. Oh, sorry, the Royals. Now. The Royals now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the Royals now. So let's. Uh, you know what? I want to start this episode off by getting into the Blades a little bit, and then we're going to talk Steelheads and then uh, draft projections where where people are going to go. So let's uh, let's get started with the Blades. Yeah. So on Wednesday, we're going to start off with when they were in Buffalo to take on the Junior Sabers, and actually, I believe the Buffalo Junior Sabers in the OJHL are owned by the NHL Buffalo Sabers. Which is pretty cool, I find. It's kind of weird, I've yeah. Read, yeah. Anyways, so the Blades unfortunately lost that game by a score of 6-5 to five in overtime. They were leading, actually, after the end of the second period where things started to go south. In the first period, we had Luke Shore, Captain Jack Ricketts, we're going to get into later on, about a little milestone for him. Ulta McDermott, Luke Croucher, Cam Garvey, all scored for the Oakville Blades. But unfortunately, that wouldn't be enough as Buffalo managed to score six goals to take that game. Let's move on to Friday now where they beat the Whippy Fury. But I'm not going to say they beat the Whippy Fury because they got them, curb stomped them. Like you said when we were talking about the Steelheads earlier today where they beat Subreads 10-3. This time, the Blades defeated the and, Whippy and, Fury. And by the way, I just wanted to throw in the, uh, the reason why we haven't been up to date with the Steelheads games is because, well, we've been, uh, it, the schedules have been busy. And in terms of college, especially because we are both still in college, assignment's got the best of us. We all have times that we are going to be busy, but we are going to break down the last six games from the Mississauga Steelheads and the last few games for the Oakville Blades. So let's uh, let's continue now. Yeah, so anyways, let's go back to Friday where the Whippy Fury lost 10-1 to to the Oakville Blades, Woo! 10 to one. I never thought of a score like that in a long time. I've never heard That's that. That's brutal. Anyways, Jack Lyons scored and Josh Belvray scored in the first period, making it two nothing Blades. Then it was Jacob King, Ulta McDermott, Ryan O'Hara, Harrison Israels, Luke Shore, and then Ulta McDermott scoring again his second goal of the night in the second period, making the score, I believe, eight to eight to one. By the end of two periods. And then in the last period, it was Jake Vary and Cameron Hatsianu scoring the lone two goals to improve the Blades still in first place and help them win 10-1. to And these guys are, are great players. I mean, oh, a lot of them, guys. The, 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 the only thing that I don't like about Oakville is they have a lot of overagers. Oh, I know. It's... And they're like half their team's going to get wiped out by the time the season ends. They're going to need to bring up some players now. And they're going to be looking for some. They already, I believe Definitely. a couple games already have gone in the season earlier where they had some APs come up to play. And they always have a camp. They have camps if you want to be an Oakville Blade. I don't know when the dates are for those, but you can become an Oakville Blade if you want to try out, with the, try out for the Blades to play Ontario Junior Hockey League 
in the Ontario Junior Hockey League. Excuse me. So this is the game I want to talk about that happened on Saturday. I was at this game. I was doing the broadcast for your TV. Not the commentary. I was doing the television side. Anyways, the rematch of last year's OJHL Buckland Cup Final, where the Blades won and are defending currently, it's Wellington and the Blades on Saturday and saw the Wellington Dukes. Ah, uh, yes. Former Cougar who played on that team and former Steelhead, Matt Dunsmore, Matt take Dunsmore. a win in overtime over the Oakville Blades. Now, let's just talk about this for one quick second before I get into the goal scores here. Oakville Blades' current captain, Jack Ricketts, became the all-time leader in regular season games played With on 250, Saturday. I believe. Well, that's in games played, including the playoffs. Yep. 206 games played in the regular season. So this, so they just included the playoffs. But in the regular season, 206 games played just recently. I believe he already had the record before these last three games of yep. all time just in general, like all times games played, including the playoffs. So with, That's right. And then the regular season was 206. That's yes, because right. of um, Wellington's game when yes. they played Wellington. They had a huge ceremony during that game for Jack Ricketts. Oh, that's amazing. Like, that's couple a couple former teammates that were actually on the Buckland Cup team last year, Garrett Pike, Callum Jones, and Harrison Israels, who currently still plays for the Blades, who was also on that team last year. Uh, honored him a couple guys amazing guys and actually i got news from uh, the pa announced when i was at the game that jack ricketts will become the second blades player in oakville blades history to have his number retired to the rafters wow first player i didn't even know i don't think anybody knew his name was john duff who had his number 16 retired, I believe, two Saturdays ago by the Blades on Legends Night. Duffer! So he, Jack Ricketts will be joining John Duff in the rafters with his number 15. That's amazing. Congratulations to Jack Ricketts. Yes. Like, that's a huge accomplishment. Huge, huge accomplishment for him. Anyways, let's get into the goal scores now. We let's had go. Josh Belgrave scoring his, I believe, second in the last two games. Luke Shore scored in the first period, making it 2-0 Blades. Wellington's Brent Humberstone scored in the second period, making it 2-1. So Wellington was coming back on a, to win. Brody McDougal and Quinn Hanna scored in the third period, getting them a 3-2 lead over these Oakville Blades. And then Alton McDermott scored to tie it up at three, sending the game to overtime. When Quinn Hanna scored his second goal of the night, but getting the Wellington Dukes a 4-3 win. So... Uh, I want to actually talk a little bit more about the game. I have So I do handheld for the Blades. And what happened was I was going to unplug the camera when the Wellington Dukes won because I had to go do an interview with Wellington. We always do the player of the game. Anyways, listen to this, Tyler. And you guys want to listen too. While I was unplugging the camera, this is how much emotion this team has. Oh, yeah. I, I've heard this story. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and... Uh... While the Blades were skating off the ice, I'm good friends <laughs> with um, Will Barber. We used to play baseball together, me and him, the goalie. Yeah. I think it was him or somebody else on that team. I can't remember who, but while they were walking off, all I heard was them yell, and I don't think I'm allowed to swear, but let's just go like this. Dropped a... Dropped a nice F-bomb walking off the ice. And you could tell how much emotion there was because they wanted to win. Yeah. They still wanted to continue their win streak over the Wellington Dukes. And it was the only meeting they're going to see unless they play again in the Buckland Cup Finals. But, yeah, unfortunately, there was a lot of emotion and everything on both sides of the bench. Because when I went over to Wellington, they were all cheering in joy for the, for the win. So it was a good game overall. I can't say anything about it. Yeah, but for yeah. sure. And that's like, uh, that was like the Mississauga Steelheads. The year that they made the OHL Finals against Erie, 
They wanted to win more than anything. And when they lost in, in, I believe it was five games, yeah, they lost in five games to Erie. And the next season, they just got really upset about when they lost. It was Dylan Strom, Alex Dabrinkit, yeah. Like, I, I, under, I totally understand that feeling. But, I mean, that's got to be, that's got to suck. That's got to suck, losing. Like, you had a win streak against them, and all, all of a sudden, one bad game goes south, and then... Yeah. And it wasn't even a bad game. It it's just, really. it sucked. You know, there really shouldn't be any uh, heads down on the yeah. ice. It should be heads up. You guys played well. You guys can regroup and get another another win coming up soon. So, anyways, let's get into the standings where Oakville has clinched a playoff spot, and Curly sits in first place in the OJHL West Division over their... Rivals the Burlington Cougars, who are in second place, and I believe that is a six-point lead over those pesky Halton rivals, the Burlington Cougars. And actually, they're back in action this weekend against another Halton rival, not the Cougars. They take on the Georgetown Raiders on Friday, and then on Saturday, they're back in action, and they take on the Aurora Tigers. Puck draft for both those games is at 7 p.m., and you can catch Friday's game on your TV, and if you want to catch both those games and you don't have your TV, catch it on my hockey TV. So, oh, before we go, one more game. Then they take on their Halton rivals, the Burlington Cougars. Boom. On Family Day, 1.30 p.m. puck drop, again, on your TV. That's going to be a hell of a game. Free admission to the game, I'm just saying. Free admission, it, it's always filled. We got conflicting schedules. The the Otters and the Steelheads are playing that game, too. I know. Every, I think everybody's just playing family. Everyone just wants a family day game. <laughs> family day games for everybody. Like, like, like You might as well you might as well uh, get the Raptors and the Leafs. Oh, yeah. Give them, give them some family day games. Give everybody in the in yeah. all sports family day But anyways, day puck drop for that starts at 1.30 p.m. And, yeah, that's pretty much it for the OJHL. Why don't we move on to the OHL, Tyler? Oh, man, we got lots to talk about. You know what? I want to go back a little bit to a couple weeks ago. When the Kitchener Raiders came to town, and that game was something else. So first off, they did a little ceremony for Reese Meyer. If you haven't already seen his uh, his story, we will link it down below so you can check that out. So they did a ceremony before, uh, before the game for him. They hung his jersey on the bench while they were playing the game. And in addition, the entire Humber broadcast crew was there doing the game. Because they do, I think they do a couple of Steelheads games a year. Mm-hmm. So this was one, the first of three that they did when when uh, when they were there. And in addition to that, Jacob Ingham, the former Steelheads goaltender, a fan favorite, who was traded to Kitcher on the offseason, making his return to Mississauga. Well, let's just say it didn't go according to plan for Kitchener. Okay, so goals started flowing in. Kitchener goes up one nothing early in the game. Yeah, so Kitchener goes up one nothing in the game. Uh, Greg Morales and then Mike Batesian, Axel Bjorkvist all score in the first period. Three nothing Kitchener after one. Nicholas Kennedy gets one back um, for the Steelheads in the second period, but then Donovan Sobrango gets another one, extending the lead to four one. That ends off the scoring for the second period. So that was they, the first. Period and a half of the game, Cam. They weren't really playing that they great. Their heads weren't in the game right at the moment, like right there and then. They were just like, you could tell that something was coming, though. Yeah. And we were kind of just like, we were talking about, oh, yeah, could you imagine if Kitchener, or I was saying more like, could you imagine if Kitchener blows this game? 
What happened? Stop. So I know, and what what Literally happens? They did. This off so it's a, a little funny uh, coincidence. Third period scores. Ty Collins gets one. Cole Schwint scores two to tie it up. Goes to overtime. Right. Game goes to overtime. Forty-five seconds in. Hat trick hero. Cole Schwint gets a third. Five-four final for the Steelheads. Rangers blow the lead. Ingham's return is ruined, and Reese is honored. Yeah. What a game. What a game, what a comeback. More what a comeback. You know what? <sighs> you, can't, you can say the same thing about the... I hate what I'm about to say. The Leafs pull the Steelheads. Or the Steelheads pull the Leafs. Yeah. They, uh... Or the, the Steelheads pull the Bruins more like. Kitchener pulled the Leafs by blowing four, a 4-1 lead. 4-1 lead, yeah. With, like, what, five minutes left in the third? Not yeah. even. Well, it's the same thing like Wellington and uh, Buffalo in the OJHO where they were just <laughs> down to the blades. Like. Oh, man. And then look at what happened. They just came back and, uh, and they won uh, their games. Hockey's a game where the lead's not safe. Unless no you have, like, lead a, in hockey is safe. Unless, unless somehow you have like a 10-goal lead like the Blades did when they won 10-1 over Whitby. Yeah, no lead in hockey is safe. Not one. So, and then, of course, the game after that was North Bay. Yeah, there was a, there were a couple of great games. And we're going to talk about the Niagara Ice Dogs as well. Very, very disappointed with how they've been playing recently. Oh, Do you want to even add maybe about the uh, Ottawa 67s and the Hamilton Bulldogs yep, game that gonna, took place on Friday? We're going to add that in as well. And I, we're going to talk about the, the 67s as well, the first team to clinch the playoffs oh, yeah. this season with like less than 20 games We've already like four teams in the OJHL that clinched. Uh, oh, Oakville and Burlington already clinched. There's, that's nuts. Well, Oakville and Burlington had like two best records in the, in the um, – OJHL West Division, so they're already clinched. Wellington clinched already too. And yeah. and actually, I believe both teams. Well, actually, before we go more to the OHL, let's go back yep. a little bit to the OJHL. On Sunday's game, both Oakville and Wellington have over thirty wins, and they both have under ten losses. Wow. Under ten losses. Under ten. Yeah, like Oakville, I believe, is like thirty-seven oh, and nine, while That's Wellington's crazy. like thirty-nine and. Seven, I believe, something like that. It's crazy. Like, they That's have insane. over 30 wins and, like, under 10 losses. And Oakville went last year with, like, not even, like, 10, not even, I like, don't even think 10 losses last year. They went, like, completely undefeated, pretty much. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So let's get into the game against North Bay. So Mitch Russell opens scoring for North Bay. That would be the only goal that uh, they scored until the third period. So then Ty Collins, Calvin Martin, James Hardy with his 26th and 27th. Aiden Pruder scores a minute and 41 into the third. And then Liam Arnsby gets one back for the battalion. Still not enough. And then Thomas Harley scores to end the game at 6-2. North Bay, I, I don't even know what to say about this team. Yeah. This year is just... I You can't even say that it's an off year for them because this is one of the worst years that they've had since they started, since they came to North Bay. So, like, there's, there's absolutely... I've got no words. Like, look at that. They played 51 games, right? Yeah. 11, 38, and 2. And they have 273 goals against. A league worst and 150 goals for. Insane. That's horrible. You know what? Some teams go through their rebuild. It happens. They've been going through a rebuild, though. I don't know. When did it start? When they were back in Brampton? <laughs> I don't know. When did it start? When they, get, when they went back to Brampton? <laughs> oh, man. Like, I, I, I can't believe it. This is one of the worst seasons they've had. They lost a lot of people last year, though. Justin Brazo was among them. So, and he, he's currently playing for the Newfoundland Growlers. We'll get into that in a, in a little bit. ECHL? 
ECHL. All right. Just want to make sure I knew my teams. I don't know yep. much about the ECHL. I'm sorry. I got to follow. You got it. Yeah, yeah. I, we all got to do a better job of following the ECHL. I mean, like, it's it's not covered enough. Our host works for the ECHL. She works for the Brampton Bees. <laughs> Sam McDade. Yep. Yes, sir. <laughs> there we go. So, yeah. And now uh, let's, let's get into let's get into another 10 one, 10 Ten goal loss. What was it? Ten goal loss. Ten goal win for the Steelheads. Another one. Ten goal loss for the Wolves. Ten. Oh, yeah. Ten goal win for the Steelheads. Absolutely. Sudbury rolls into town. They're looking to get revenge, or they're looking to kind of curb stomp the Steelheads as they usually do. Unfortunately, because Sudbury's got our number. Anyway, so Calvin Martin opens the scoring. David Levin ties it up just a couple minutes later, and then the Steelheads would score four straight going into the second. Uh, or so the Steelheads would score three straight going into the second. From Pruder, Washcrack, and Schwint. And then the second opens up Calvin Martin, Ula Bjorvik Holm, James Hardy with his 28th, Kian Washcrack, uh, and Calvin Martin. And then Michael Stubbs to score the last goal of the game. And the two last scorers for the Wolves would be Isaac Phil- Isaac Phillips, excuse me, and Macaulay Carson. So that was completely, I have to say this, James Hardy's on the rise. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Kean Washcrack tied a six point, or he tied the. Oh, shit, your team's like a lock. Oh, I know, it's a dust in the air. Kean Washcrack tied a franchise record for most points scored by a player in a game with six. And that game couldn't have gone better. Wolves fans that were in the building weren't happy. Steelheads fans were happy. That was a good kind of kick to the face of, this, of the Wolves because they always seem to have Mississauga's number when they come into town or when we're playing there. Like, it, this is like. You want to look at the playoff series last year. They got swept. Mississauga did not win a single game. This felt good. Yeah, it's the same thing like Wellington. This felt good if like you were Wellington. a Steelheads fan. Wellington got swept last year in the OJHL Buckland Cup, and look what they did uh, Look what they did on Saturday. There you go. So there was that game. Now let's get into the third one here, the Barry Colts and the Mississauga Steelheads. This one happened on Thursday night, so this was a more recent game. Uh, very disappointing how... Everything went down in these last couple of games. The Steelheads had a 2-0 lead to start off the game, right? James Hardy scored his 29th, and Nick Isaacson had his 10th. So that was into the first. They took a 2-0 lead going into the second period. Zagorzebski. Trey Zagorzebski gets his first goal. Evan Veerling scores after that, and Brant Clark. Then in the second period, just like that, the Mississauga Steelheads lead is gone. Kennedy and Schwint get two back, so it's 5-3 at that point. Or 4-3. 4-3 at that point, sorry. Aiden Brown scores shorthanded. And then, of course, into overtime, Brant Clark scores the game winner. His second goal of the game. Disappointing. Disappointing. That's all I have to say. Barry and Mississauga is just... It, it, they are two teams that have carried a rivalry for years. From when the, the St. Michael's Majors were a team until now. This is one matchup that I love to see in the playoffs. It's a it's a big rivalry, like I said. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be one hell of a, hell of a, what's it called the series. Especially yeah, and and Aiden Brown is one player who always kind of goes hard on the Steelheads. So, especially that rematch of I believe it was 2017, when they when they completely curb stomped him in Game Seven. That was a, it's a game that I'd love to see. It's a series that I would love to see again. So there's that. Uh, going into the Friday night game against Kitchener, not so great for the Steelheads. So two consecutive losses with this one. Uh, seven scores for the Rangers. And this is a game that I like to say Ingham kind of got revenge for the Steelheads spoiling his homecoming. 
Declan McDonald scores twice, Riley Damiani, and then McDonald gets a hat trick. Vakojevic has another one. Reed Vlad scores one. Cole Schwint gets the equalizer back in the second period, and then Greg Morales scores to end it 7-1 for Kitchener. <sighs> this one was painful, Cam. You know what? It happens. This one was a, it's, it's, it's one of those games. Fans. It's one of those games where your head's not in it. But you know what? With all bad things, there's always a good thing that comes out of it in the end. True. The Steelheads are still, like I said, three points behind Sudbury for second place in the OHL Eastern Western. No, yeah, Eastern Western Conference. Eastern Conference. Excuse me. Can't talk today. Apparently. Yeah. It's, a, it's anyway, a Monday morning. You know, Monday we'll, morning. we'll excuse it. It's Monday. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So it's a game you really don't want to play, and it's a game you don't want to hear about anymore. You. But in the wise words of everybody, you shake it off and you go back and refresh. Want to move on, yeah. yeah. And Joe Ranger only let in two goals, and they weren't like they weren't even that. One in the second period, and then one in the third. I I have said this numerous times before. Joe Ranger's played officially as of this game nine games, on the season, and Edmonds has played every other game. They've got to start giving Ranger some games. He's a great goaltender. He is tremendously athletic. And they, just, they need to give him a chance. They need to give him a chance. So now with that game gone, <coughs> they had about a day or so to think about it before they rolled into Kingston. When they faced Shane Wright in the Kingston front next, by the way, he scored this game. By the way, this, that game was on your TV. Oh, every game that we play against Kingston, Shane Wright scores. There was only one game this season that he hasn't scored, and that was the first time he came to town. Can I just say something real quick before we get into it? Yeah. When you While we were in the Kingston area, if you were in the Kingston area, you could have watched that game on your TV. Oh, that's true. Because we have a... Yeah, the Sponsor, over there. Yeah. Sponsoring your TV. And I eh? believe there was also, was it Sunday? The you could also watch the game on. Uh, I think Sunday you could also watch the game in uh, the Oakville Burlington area. Yeah, and I even yep, the Pawtucket right. area. That's right. Just uh, yeah. So, so now, first off, the starting goaltenders for this one again, Kai Edmonds. Wasn't complaining about that. Christian Prop, uh, the former North Bay Battalion goaltender, in net for uh, Kingston. So James Hardy opens up the scoring about seven minutes in with his 30th of the season. My God, this kid is on fire. I am, like, this is his sophomore season. His second OHL season, he's already hit 30 goals. You know how many points he has in, in, you know how many points this guy's got on the season, Cam? I'm trying to say too many to count, probably. 55 points in 50 games. Yeah, too many to count. (laughs) 55 and 50. Like, think about that for a second. We'll, we'll talk more about Hardy in a, in, a, in a second here. So Michael Stubbs and Aiden Pruder score into the second period uh, to give them the 3-0 lead. Prop goes out. Ryan Dugas comes in. Aiden Pruder scores to make it 4-0. This is where everything starts to fall apart. So about a minute and 20 seconds later... 31 goals. Shane Wright, as a 16-year-old, his first OHL season, 31 goals. Jesus Christ. He's from Burlington, man. Burlington always... There's something in the water in Burlington. Yeah, they always (laughs) use some of the best players. (laughs) There's some guys from, I believe, the World Juniors are from Burlington. Yeah, like... So, and Martin Kromiak and Zade Wisdom getting the assist on that one. Dawson Baker, Martin Kromiak, and Zade Wisdom again. Those three, they would get the assist on Shane Wright's goal. By the way, Shane Wright had a three-point game. Two more assists after that. Tie the game at four, and the Steelheads give up four four unanswered goals. But it ain't over yet. 
So as soon as that happens, probably about, I want to say, 20 seconds later, James Hardy steps right up to the plate. Canadi rifles it over to Harley, passes to Shane, passes to uh, James Hardy. We Sorry about Shane, that. Shane Wright. Wright. Yeah, oops, almost. Uh, okay. Harley gives it to Wright. 31st of the season. Steelheads take this one 5-4. And now with Sudbury's win yesterday, unfortunately, they're three points behind Sudbury for second place in the Eastern Conference. Wow. This was just... I, I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised how I like... I'm genuinely shocked at how well the Steelheads are doing now. After starting their season off 0-7, they've completely turned everything around. And this is something that nobody would have ever thought about. You know, that was it. Yeah. That was this is this is the team that we are going to see do some damage in the playoffs. It doesn't matter what team they're going up against. They've shown excellent excellent penalty kill, which I'm going to bring the statistics up right about now. Uh yeah, on the penalty kill this this year, uh, let's see. I think I have to go to stats, maybe? Teams. Yeah, so I, I want to pull up the, the penalty kill stats. So overall penalty killing. The Steelheads are 14th in the league, of course. But think about 77% of the panel on the penalty That's kill. That's a really good 77%. Kill. The only people who have better... the only The only team that has a better penalty kill percentage or has the best in the league, are the Erie Otters. And they're one of the worst teams in the in the Western Conference. But still, the worst... They still. But yet they still have a great penalty kill. Yeah. Jamie Drysdale's out there. Jack Duff. They have a lot of great players out there that can that can kill penalties. penalties. Like, yeah. And then if you look at the power play, well, you know, they're not really great. They're still 14, 20% got, of the power play. Got 17%, wow. <laughs> but the penalty kill. If they can improve yeah, that power like, play in the overall team, I'm sorry, just to say for Erie, you guys have. There's no way I can see this team going. Yeah, I mean, playoffs. It's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting down the the next little bit here. But I mean, the Steelheads have. I I'm super impressed. Yeah. Very really very happy with the way they turned out. So. Take a, take uh, from the first seven games that we were talking. Oh about, yeah, like they they, they were. Just improved that. They just look at improved. that. Yeah. Well, we'll run down the list. So they lost three one to Niagara in their home opener. Lost 3-1 to Sudbury the game after that. Lost 6-5 to Oshawa, so that's 0-3. Lost 7-3 to Barry, 0-4. One against Hamilton, 6-2, 1-4. One against Windsor, 4-3, 2-4. Lost against Ottawa, 6-1, 2-5. Lost against Sudbury. Okay, lost against Sudbury, 4-2, 2-6. And then they won against Niagara, Three and, six. Three and six. And then you had... Then they just... I think things just started turning around after that game. I think, in my opinion. I think when it really started to turn around for, for Mississauga was that second... It was it was the game before the Christmas break. Yeah. Why is and that would have been... Why is it, sorry to trouble. Why is it when always there's a break? Something just they, turns Yeah, better. they always... They turn around. Yeah, exactly. It was, that, it was that game against the Barry Colts. It was the 8-2 win on December 20th. That really kick-started their second half. And this is the, that, that, oh man. I'm just extremely proud. Extremely proud of this team. Extremely proud of, the, I can't speak. Extremely proud of this team. Extremely proud of the way they've been playing. And extremely proud of our great players who are going to lead this team into a playoff spot. So, 
let's take a look at the scoring standings. So Cole Schwint, 61 points in 48 games, 25 goals and 36 assists. That's the third-round pick of the Florida Panthers. James Hardy, who's draft eligible this year, 55 points in 50 games, 31 goals and 24 assists. How? Hey, Thomas uh, Harley in third wait, place. Wait, before we go on to Thomas Harley? Yep. NHL, if you're looking for a good player, take a look at James Hardy right this now, This is a please. note. Leafs Nation, we need James Hardy. If I were Kyle Dubas, he fits right into the system. Go out and try to draft James Hardy. Trade for a second-round pick. Trade for a first-round pick. Draft this kid. Draft James Hardy. That's what I have to say about that. Anyways, let's move on to Thomas, Thomas Harley. Harley. 50 games played, 51 points, 17 goals, and 34 assists. He is, I believe, 7th in the CHL in, in points for a defenseman. And that's in the entire CHL, all 60 teams. So, like, even the, including the QMJ? Oh, it's, and, and it's, the, and it's the, not I mean, even wow. close. Really? It's not even close. Kean Washcrack, 40 points in 40 games, 15 goals, 25 assists. And then Nicholas Canadi, of course, hitting his career high in goals. 44 games played, 38 points. And then he has 16 goals and 22 assists. Yep. Well, eh, that bad. is impressive. That, that Those top five just alone. Oh, just so team. amazing. So before we before we uh, end off the Steelheads, final notes. They have a couple of games coming up this week. Yeah. Uh, do uh, me, I have some written down if you want Friday me to, uh, night. Yep. They are going up against uh, the, the Ottawa 67 in the clinched. Valentine's Day matchup. Yep. And they also, Ottawa clinched, obviously. The first team, to, and we're going to get into that we're in a second. We're going to get to that, yep. And then uh, on Sunday, they are going up against the, I believe North Bay it's Battalion. the Flip. Is it? Uh, was it North, I believe it's the North Bay Battalion at first. I if I'm mistaken. Uh, I, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're going up against the North Bay Battalion on Sunday. And, of course, they have, a, I, again, another back-to-back. Another back-to-back. They're going up against the uh, North Bay Battalion on Sunday, and then they're going into the Family Day game, which has a post-game skate. Thomas Harley bobblehead giveaway, and they're doing an autograph session after the game. So bring your skates, get on the ice, and skate with your favorite players. After the game against the Erie Otters at 2 p.m., that's on Family Day, it's going to be a really fun one. So again, really great job this week. They went 1-1-1 in their three-game road trip. Uh, and let's, uh, let's, see how they do. let's see how they fare this week. I think they'll fare well in this game coming up. Absolutely. So let's. I, I now I want to get into a little bit around the OHL. So first off, the most shocking. Uh, we're we're going to start off with the two most shocking items. So the Ottawa 67s, uh, 49 games played. They're 41, 8, and 0, 82 points on the season. They still have like what? Less than, like 28 games to go. Yeah. Well, I think. Well, recently they just beat the or 18. Yeah, yeah. They have 19 games to go. Yeah. They beat Hamilton. If you're if you're in the bulk for Burlington, you could have caught that game on your TV. Oh, it was on. Man. They beat the Hamilton Bulldogs five to four on Friday in overtime. Actually, so it was a close game. But Ottawa, of course, pulled away with that victory. Oh, yeah. that's insane! They, and they have 82 points on the season. The first team to clinch a playoff spot. Yeah, with 19 out. games left in the re- like, regular season. I've never seen. I've seen it happen last year in the OJHL. Never seen it happen that fast in the OHL. It's insane. Oh man, like but, and they they did something similar last year. But I mean, this is shocking. They don't have Michael DiPietro anymore. They yeah. have Cedric Andre who took over. They have a lot of great players. They did lose uh, Saturday though. Yep, against Peterborough. They did. They did in Peterborough. And I, and they have just just so many great players on oh. that team. So the so this past weekend they went two and one. Wow, interesting. Yeah. They beat on North Bay nine one. Yeah, there we go, North Bay. Look at and like look at the players that they've got. Jack Quinn who has forty one goals or forty four goals. 
and 31 assists. He's got 75 points on the season in 49 games. Marco Rossi, the top, one of the top prospects in this year's draft, 30 goals, 64 assists for 94 points in 43 games. 94. This in kid 43. is going to crack 130 that's points. Over, that's like not even half of the games. I believe that's not even half of the games played yet. Almost close to it, but like not as It's much. close to 75% of that game. Uh, like, 75% of that season. Hello? Marco Rossi. NHL teams. Take a look at Marco Rossi, too. But mainly take a look at James Hardy. James Hardy would be a good asset. I wouldn't rule Marco Rossi out for going top three anymore. I would not either. I would I would either hate on this guy. Like, to like, go top three. He's going to hit 130 points in his draft year. He's on pace for 145. This is ridiculous. This guy could go, like, he's not going to go top ten. He's not going to go top five. He's going to go top no, three. No, he's going to go top three. Uh, hands down, he's going to go top three. If NHL... GMs and oh. everything or presidents are looking at him or the Ottawa 67s, they're looking at Marco Rossi and looking at the points he's putting up right now. Like, And, and you want to look at goaltenders like Cedric Andre, who, by the way, he's 19, so I don't know anybody who passed up on him before that wasn't really that smart. But he's put up so far in 36 games played, 2.51 goals against, and his save percentage is .914. So he's like one of the top goaltenders in the league. Exactly. He's been solid. You got guys like Merrick Rippon, former former Mississauga Steelhead, Mitch Holscher, jo- Joseph Gareffa, Noel Hoffenmeyer, Austin Keating, who's got 26 goals. Like there are five, all five of their players, all five of the top five players, are like the top players in the league with points. So the 67s, of course, it's no surprise that they clinched, but damn, that was unexpected. And the second thing that I want to get into next is the Niagara Ice Dogs. Two losses, or no, three losses in a row that were devastatingly bad. They lost on Thursday against the Owen Sound Attack, 11-1. Friday against the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds, 10-1. And then on Sunday, 7-3 against the Sudbury Wolves. So, you're telling me, for two days. (laughs) Wow. For two days, on Thursday and Saturday. They let in 21 goals in two games. And they only scored two. Niagara, like, pick up the slack. Come just, on now. Just think about it. Three games they played this weekend. Three games. I'm sorry, sorry. Let's let's add more to it. You already have 21 and two, so they only scored five goals for themselves because they played at Sudbury on Sunday and lost. Yep. So they already had 21 plus seven. That's 20. That's a 28 to five goal differential from this weekend. And here's here's the thing. So the the uh, game before that was on Tuesday night. They lost five to two against the London Knights. That's even more. <laughs> 33 goals in four games. Insane. And now they are tied with Kingston. For the last place spot in the in the Eastern Conference. This team went from a top team in the Eastern Conference this year to slipping out of playoff to, contention. To a former two well a team excuse me, excuse me, but like a team that had two OHL Eastern Conference championships in the span of four years. Yep. And now they're just falling off the map. They traded Phil Thomasino to the Oshawa Generals. That wasn't that I wasn't get why bad. they did it. They're going to have a bright future ahead of them. With yeah, all those yeah picks. it was a bright future. It's a rebuild they, time, but like... But that wasn't a smart idea to do at, 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 at the right, current at the moment. But uh, the trade, to me, just to make sense. Like, you, you trade Phillips. Yeah, Thomas, I you mean, I, I could trade... Like, see, the Akil Thomas trade, like, he was drafted by an NHL team. It his last year in junior anyway. So why not? Anyways. But Tomasino's only 18. Tomasino's 18. And, but they traded him. Did that trade make any sense to you? Did they not trade him for, like, a bunch of draft picks? They traded him for, I believe, nine picks. Nine picks and was in our... Pl- I think there was a player involved. No, no that was uh, the Akil Thomas trade. There was two picks and a player. Okay, so just for Philip Thomas. Nine, nine draft picks from the Oshawa Generals. Three second-round picks. Three-thirds. And, I believe, a fourth. Or, no, and I believe uh, two-fourths and a fifth 
if I'm not mistaken. I could be Pick mistaken, but up the slack. I know it's a rebuild but time, but Oshawa is going to be screwed for the next little while, for the next three years. So they better hope to God that they can have something to rely on. Because the way that they just traded all those picks for for Tomasino on the on the deadline, I don't know what the hell they were thinking. Do they try to break for and say, "Oh yeah, we're just gonna trade to Philip Tomasino"? To Unless the... they're planning on making a Memorial Cup dynasty, that made no sense to me. Zero. That was like a trade that nobody expected to like, happen. Ugh, it's horrible. But for Niagara to let in thirty-three goals and only score four against their opponents, actually no, not no, not. It was it was six. It was thirty three except for the past four days, correct? Yep. Thirty three. Thirty three and then their goals for six. six. What the hell? Seven actually. Let's be let's be specific. Seven. Seven. Seven goals for against thirty three goals against. That's phew. all I'm that's saying brutal. is that's they're absolutely an brutal. Thursday against Barry. They better pick up the goddamn slack. It's horrible, and they need to just—they need to pick up the pace. And here's the thing: let's give a live update of the standings, right? Yeah. Look at the look at the Eastern Conference. This was one of the biggest games of the year, and they lost it. They're zero and nine in their last nine. They're on a nine-game losing streak, and their last ten, they're one and nine. Yeah, they gotta pick it up. I'm sorry. Kingston's five and five. They're one point behind Niagara. And, one and that's point. for the final playoff spot for the, for the in final the playoff Eastern, spot in the Eastern Conference. They gotta pick it up, otherwise. I'm sorry to say, Niagara, you guys got to pick it up. Otherwise, Kingston's going to take over that last playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. Pick up the slack, get some points on the board, and win. Either King get a point for an OT loss, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or at least get a point for an OT loss, and hopefully Kingston loses their games just regular. Like pick it up. That's nuts. It's insane. <laughs> and then you look at it like I, I just have no words about the Niagara Ice Dogs I mean I'm, I'm extremely disappointed in the way that they've been performing I get I it too. like Tucker Tynan that, that when he got injured that pretty much finished off their season you know when he suffered that laceration to the back of his leg that pretty much ended their season and when Tomasino and Thomas got traded psh, don't even don't even think about it just don't even think about Trying to win a Memorial now, Cup this year. Just it's not rebuild, happening. Step away from it for a couple years. Yeah, it's a rebuild. The playoffs just don't It's rebuild bother. time. Yeah, it's, it's rebuild. rebuild time. Every team's going to go through it. But if you want points on the board, just go in, get some points, and play hard. Like, That's pretty much it. This is nuts. And the Flint Firebirds, look at where they came from. They were the worst team in the OHL last year, right? I want to give you a little bit of a perspective on where Flint finished. <laughs> Former Oakville Blade, Eric Guba used to play there. Yeah, Eric. You, yeah, he's. Yeah, look at where Flynn finished. They finished off the season sixteen, forty-six, and six. Right? Yeah. Three hundred and fifty goals against. One of the league's worst. And then let's take a look at that was last year, I believe. That was so last year. This year now we have that. And let's team. take a look at where they are. So they're fourth in the Eastern Conference, thirty-two, seventeen, one and one. Do you see what a rebuild does? And they're ten and zero in their last ten games. Did they're you, in a ten-game win streak. Do you see what a rebuild does for a team? You see what a rebuild does? And see, that's the thing. They didn't go into much of a rebuild. They got Anthony Popovich from Guelph. In exchange, they got for, I believe, and in exchange, I believe, from Guelph was the air. I was involved yep. with the Eric Gub, Yuba trade, I believe, when he went to yep. Guelph. So I believe he's on the Guelph Storm now. And they they made some moves at the deadline. They got Emmett Pierce. They ended up going out and getting uh, Riley Piercy, and I believe they also got yeah they got Tyler Tucker and Riley Piercy from have, from uh, the Barry Colts. They also have uh, 
title injury, or was that a trade going? Yeah, no, well, title injury has been there since since he got drafted. I, I couldn't read that well. But I'm sorry. yeah, Brendan Offen, Evgeny Oksentyuk, they've got so many great players there, and of course their goaltenders, Luke Cavillan and Anthony Popovich. Like, like this, this team has turned around drastically, and it's it's looking good for them. It looks like a good time. It looks like a good time for an. For a playoff run for the in Flames, Susan Marie on the other hand, well, you know, not doing so hot. They're two points out of a playoff spot, but it's a tight race for that. It's last. a tight race, yeah. And with Drysdale being out for Erie for a while, it's not looking good for the Otters. I'm not looking to, good for I, the I Otters. I just want to t- talk about Guelph right now. The <laughs> yep, they dropped down from last year, being OHL well, champions. That's a big drop. I'm sorry from a from a big team that was like. OHL champions, like you said last year, yep. took now going to seventh place and possibly could be out of a. I want to just say maybe out of a uh, a wild card, like, or not a wild card, but like the like, last spot. Yeah, like look at this. They were fourth in the Eastern Conference last year. Now they dropped down to seventh, and that's when they won the the OHL championship. Yeah, like they had ninety points. Like they, that was a great season for them last year, but they had a lot of losses too. So, it, like, I, I don't know. I mean, this is it's it's wacky. How the season's going is pretty crazy. But I guess we'll have to just wait and see. Yeah. It, it, so, around the league, other than the Steelheads, um, there are, I believe there are a couple games coming up. For yeah, uh, there are actually a couple of games coming up. I believe, uh, yeah, it's on Tuesday is when there are two games, the London Knights, the London Knights and the Guelph Storm face off two Western Conference matchups. Uh, the London Knights and the Guelph Storm from Budweiser Gardens at 7 p.m. And then from the Kitchener Auditorium, it's the Otters and the Rangers at 7 p.m. as well. And for both these teams, they need these points. And they, if they want those. to improve into if they want to improve in the standings. In Erie the needs OHL. them. Erie needs those points. Guelph needs those points. Yeah. And then after that, you've got a couple of matchups on Wednesday night as well. Erie goes up a back-to-back against the uh, – they're at home at Erie Assurance Arena, I think. PNC, so. PNC Park. PNC Park. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, and then uh, against the Barry Colts, Owen Sound is home to face the Hamilton Bulldogs. You got Kingston going up against the Oshawa Generals. Yeah, you got right? Kingston. It's a Kingston and Oshawa matchup. Got the and, uh, Rex. Yeah. I, I went there for one game. I, called, I just called it a, the Oshawa. The Blue Oshawa Blue. Rec Center. It's... <laughs> Tribute. If you go to the arena, they actually play. It's true. It's, it's a tribute community center. It's they actually play in a, in a community center. It's insane. It's almost like the Hartford Whalers. When they used to play <laughs> play in the, the, the freaking mall. Yeah, Erie Insurance Arena, and then uh, Owen Sound and Hamilton, Harry Lumley Arena at 7 p.m. Kingston and Oshawa, and then Saginaw and Sault Ste. Marie on Wednesday night. That's going to be a good matchup, and it's going to be even better to see these teams fight for their playoff lives. So let's see how that happens. Until then, thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed the video, don't forget to like it, share it with your friends, maybe follow us on social media, follow us on Spotify, subscribe on YouTube, whatever you do best. So we hope you enjoyed this one, and we'll see you in the next one.